tuned in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What is up? Welcome to the All Things Music Podcast. My name is Ryan. Uh, I got a special one for us today. Usually, you know, I, I do. I, I'm not a fan of the remote stuff. I like doing the bands in person, but... In lieu of driving to Canada, which I want to do eventually this uh, this next summer, I'd like to do that. But in lieu of doing that, I really wanted to have one of my favorite YouTubers on the uh, podcast. Uh, I've had, as people know, I've had Nick Nocturnal on here before. I've had uh, Punk Rock NBA. I've had a few other people. Can't remember. Uh, this was a long time ago, but I've had I haven't had a YouTuber on in a while, so I'm excited for this because I can stray from the normal interviewing band canned questions if you will and talk a little bit more about behind the scenes honestly pick the brain because i try to do youtube but i'm nowhere near the level that my guest is at the moment so without further ado let's introduce bogdan punyak aka hardcore uh the channel hardcore i know it sounds like hardcore everything's hardcore but <laughs> yeah so anyways if you type in hard space core on youtube it's the first thing that pops up so what is up bogdan how you doing what's up what's up i'm happy to be here thank you for such a such a nice introduction man wow yeah, uh absolutely. yeah how's it going with you i'm i'm doing good just finished work a couple of a uh, couple of minutes ago I'm just chilling you know so just winding down yeah i'm yeah. doing well Doing well. I'm doing doing dad things. Picked up my daughter from daycare. Set up a new piece of furniture in my office. You know, real real exciting, uh, <laughs> living the dream moments. So, but yeah, it's just, so uh, the reason why I've been excited to have you on is uh, when you're when is for me. I'm I might be a little bit of a different consumer than other people, but when I go and I follow all, I subscribe to all kinds of YouTube channels, mostly in the realm of either music or cars or. Uh, just random crap to be honest uh the number one thing i look for is like quality of video quality of editing and like obviously having the person or people that host the channel be charismatic helps but it's like when we talk specifically about reactions or other formats like that there's so many out there and somebody could be super entertaining but if it's like really grainy and not edited well I don't have the intention span for it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so one of the things that that struck me when I originally found your channel was that, was the quality. And even when I found your... I think I started... I want to say it was a product of COVID, to be honest, because I was like, I'm looking for new things to watch. I'm so bored. I have all this time. Um, and you must have popped up in suggestions or collabed with somebody else that I was watching. And I was like, damn... He's got his shit together as far as like good camera, good editing. And that was in 2020 where now it's like you're it's a whole new level of, of editing. And, and, and uh, I think you I don't know if you upgraded your camera or not. But regardless, where did you start? Like, because I've seen the old old videos. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very different than what, what different. you know, what it is now. So is there like a secret? Like, did you like make a plan to invest in the gear and the software and the time? from the get or was it more of like a learn on the fly kind of thing it was definitely more more on the fly kind of thing i mean i haven't always had good quality of my videos like sometimes i i, I look back even like a year back a year and a half back and i'm like damn i'm like currently what i'm doing is so much better and i'm i'm always like 
proud of like keeping up that trend of, of just improving just the technical quality. Um, and yeah, I think COVID you mentioned, that's like the time when I really started to care about a lot of those like finer details uh, in terms of editing and lighting and sound and video. Uh, that's a little bit before that. That's when I upgraded my camera uh, from like a like a really really shitty like GoPro kind of setup that I had before, uh, and that's where I also upgraded my microphone, which I'm using now, the Shure SM7B, which is like the most popular microphone to use if you have if you have the money for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, essentially, when it all started, I had a really like really really beginner setup like i didn't really care about having the most the best quality of everything i just wanted to like get it on the road and i think that's uh, in a lot of cases a good approach to just just start you know um when you especially when you don't have like a starting capital like like a starting um money to invest into into all your setup it doesn't really matter as long as you can hear and see things more or less clearly. Like it's another question if if like it really sounds bad, then yes, of course. Like you need to make it at least like appealing on the base level to the viewer. Uh but definitely like when I when the when that ad revenue started coming in uh more and more, I was able to, you know, scramble a couple of bucks together and uh, get a better setup and that's what I always do with the money that I get from from YouTube, from Patreon, all that stuff. I kind of just throw it back in, um, you know, upgrading my lights and, and like my sound treatment. That's something I've struggled a lot with. Like video quality is more or less fine. Uh, it, it hasn't been a big issue for me, but sound quality is a whole nother thing because it's always like, oh, there's there's too much echo in the room or there's too much noise. And you like, you have to figure out, oh, is, is it the cable? Is it this? Uh, is it just the room? Is it the uh the interface you know so there's a lot of things and honestly if you're starting just honestly watch a couple of youtube videos they'll be able to explain to you everything so much better than than i ever could <laughs> but <laughs> that's essentially the story i think like covid product is definitely a part of it I, I just had so much time on my hands to kind of put everything we all did right yeah everybody did and and that's that's kind of the time where i starting getting a lot more um, attention and views on YouTube because I feel like everybody was just at home um, con consuming a lot more content on YouTube. So definitely, definitely. Uh, um, it, it doesn't surprise me that you were one of those people who uh, picked yeah. up on my channel. Well, and, and you're, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're, you're, I guess if you had to put a big break on your channel, it was the, the headbang challenge was the viral moment, if you will. Yeah, so I had this channel for a while. I used it for a couple of different things when I was still a kid. Um, I'm sure we all did. But uh, in 2017, I I had a very strange like meme video about Suicide Silence, uh, Doris song they had a couple of years back, where I basically just edited like a little bit of it to make it like sound like more more of a meme. I don't I don't know if you remember. This yep. was the whole like Jared Dines thing about the TEs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I jumped on that trend really quick. I don't actually like to this day I don't remember if it was me or or him who first did that. I'm pretty sure it was him, but it was like super close like timing wise. And that's kind of where the my first 100,000 views came in 
And it was like, wow. All of this for some stupid meme video? That's crazy. <laughs> which is, and, which is, you know, that touches on a further point. It's like, sometimes the shittiest content does the <laughs> yeah. best. And it's yeah. like, we could spend forever doing this really intricate, heartfelt video that maybe strays from our normal format and we edit the hell out of it oh, yeah. and it's 10 out of 10 on our list but then <laughs> we do some dumb meme that probably took like 10 minutes to edit and took almost no thought it, so <laughs> you know you it, there it's such a balance between doing what you love and giving people what they want and i know back in 2017 Absolutely. i don't know if you were thinking of that as you are now because your channel is much bigger and you you kind of have to be more meticulous with what you put out there now but uh yeah it, it's it's strange how that works and it's it's kind of a, a i always say you have to play the game to win right yeah. we can we can sit on our principles and and do only the things we absolutely want to do um but at the end of the day we all generally want to be youtubers because we want to spread our content is far as possible and uh it's not going to happen if we let our egos get in the way for That's lack true. of a better term so it's interesting how that came about yeah it's 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 always a, a, a like a topic in my head about like what i what i what videos i make to get views and what what videos i want to make that don't get views and it's uh, i recently was on a podcast with metal burb where we also talked about it a little bit where I, I basically said that, you know, we could spend a, a lot of time putting together this this very different video from the usual content, put it out, and then it tanks. It, it gets like no attention, nothing. Nobody cares about it. That's kind of just how the algorithm works. If you stick to one formula for a while, YouTube starts to like think about your channel as that specific niche of content. And the second you do something else, it get it gets confused and it doesn't push your video to your audience. It's almost so, like artificial intelligence, if you will. like. It, it's yeah, it, it turns it essentially it's is more yeah. sophisticated than just an algorithm. It's it's like it it's a machine that knows already if something's not going to perform well. Because if you if you make something different than what you normally make, it says, "Yeah, I'm not going to risk." the uh airtime if you will which is the suggested <laughs> videos i'm not going to risk that in lieu of something else that somebody else is doing that's the same uh and it took me a while to figure that out uh, there's really no like handbook no one's like i mean i'm sure there's some youtube videos out there that are tutorials on how to get big youtube videos but the most people who start a youtube channel don't think about that like it's very much just i'm going to do this and i'm going to put it out and see what happens and then I think over time, because I'm somebody who learns by trial by fire kind of thing. Yeah. And, and over time, I figure out like, oh, so even though this band really wanted me to do a reaction and I'm glad that I did, I only got like, now granted, my channel has less than a thousand subscribers, but I'm close. But that that got 42 views. And then I did, I think my biggest one was one of the slaughter to prevail videos uh reactions and it got like twenty five thousand. yeah and i'm like but i only have 800 subs so what is going on here and yeah yeah for sure it's it's always like the battle like whether you you do a song by a band that nobody knows about and get like zero views or you, you make a song that you don't really care about but it's from like a band like slaughter to prevail or 
or another like hype band like electric callboy that gets a lot of views like right away so i think it's definitely just a matter of the the actual subject of your content especially like with reaction videos you're always going to get more views with bigger bands that's like a given right and that's the problem with doing a lot of these underground bands um something i've tried before was just kind of not mentioning them in the title but vaguely talking about the song in the title to kind of draw people in before they even know what Nick band does that it is. a lot yeah yeah and uh you know uh, this other guy richard um richard Johnbrun from yeah. um x yeah. true shot he he also does that a lot with his videos which i think is super smart because it does i feel like it does work a lot better for for that kind of content when the band is super small and the name is not recognizable uh it's cool to draw in people just based on what the song is you know so that's one way to trick the system like that um i've done that before i think once or twice i couldn't it didn't really work for me i'm still i'm still kind of trying to figure out how i can make videos about smaller bands like properly you know with all the with all the jazz getting getting them attention they, they deserve sure sometimes it's it's a matter of clickbait you just be like oh this is the heaviest song I've ever heard this year. <laughs> and then the, then the video gets like 10,000 views out of nowhere and like the band is super happy about it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's a, honestly, it's a lottery, man. It's like, it a, really is. And and that's why, <laughs> so with my channel, the reason why I called it talent scout reacts besides, you know, I'm a, I'm a music manager for a living, but talent scout is one of these terms that doesn't really yeah. exist. Like anybody can be a talent <laughs> scout, but the way that I thought about it is, if you're watching a reaction to a band, let's say it's Lorna Shore, right? And I, those reactions that I've done always do well. Uh, For and sure. you see a suggestion that says Talent Scout reacts to Lorna Shore. For, you know, I could be wrong, but from from a, a, a consumer, a normie or whatever that watches these videos, they're like, oh, maybe I want to hear what a talent scout has to say about yeah, it rather like than he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> right. Well, maybe, and maybe not. And half the time I don't, but uh, <laughs> it still gets them in. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not big enough to do the, the title thing where you don't put the yeah. band name and stuff. I'm just not there yet. I think hopefully someday, cause people just see the channel name, but I don't That's know. True. It's, it's, it's so, and you could talk about this too. It's so unfulfilling when, you know, I, you probably have the editing down to a science where it's so fast because you've been doing it for a, quite a long time. Um, you know, I've only had my channel since at some point in 2020. And I think I'm pretty quick, but it still takes a hot minute, uh, <laughs> especially because I want to do things really smoothly. And when you go through all of that work and the upload, which takes forever sometimes, um, and then it bombs... It's so discouraging. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I even want to do a video today because I'm afraid oh, yeah. that that's going to happen when I could spend this time doing other things that are more constructive. So how do you go about wrestling with those emotions and just like being like, fuck it, I need to go in and do this, even if it's not going to perform? Yeah, well, usually, I'd, I mean, I'd say like you just need to have you just need to have that passion towards actually releasing the video because if you don't really like the video itself then like why bother right uh, to begin with but like if you if you already know that this is a smaller band like maybe it won't get as much attention i i personally kind of just grown to like not really care about it i lately i've started noticing something about me which is kind of interesting 
I would upload the video and then I would maybe check how it's doing like five hours after. Like I wouldn't really look at the view count or the comments or anything like that until then. Because it's just, you know, you drop a video, like a bunch of people are going to watch it anyway. Um, maybe not as many as usual, but, you know, at this point I can allow that for myself because I have a decent enough audience. But I understand that definitely when you're smaller, it's a bit discouraging, um, you know, to put all, all that work in and have it not perform the way you expect it to. But it's also just like a battle with expectations for sure, especially when you're starting out. I, I always uh, use this metaphor when somebody asks me about it, like, oh, how do I how do I keep myself motivated and everything? Like if you if you're starting out and you're getting like 10 likes on a video, like that's 10 people. Like imagine 10 people in your room. Yeah, that's you know? that's a great point. Cause sometimes I do that myself where I'm like, dude, only 100 people watch this video. But I would be like hella psyched people. if there was 100 people in this room on my TV watching me and like commenting about it. So like sometimes you have to bring yourself out of that chasing likes and yeah, chasing metrics sure. and more about the what what is the authentic you know reward of it. So I think that's uh, smart too. How long, just out of curiosity, so if you upload or if you film, after you're done filming, from bouncing it to your computer and then editing, exporting, because don't even say upload a YouTube channel because generally yeah. our internet speed determines that, but from bouncing it to your computer and editing and uploading in the right render or whatever, how long does that take you normally? Perfect. Uh, sometimes it's super quick when I when I know I need to upload it like right now. Uh, I try to do it really quick, so it would take like a little bit more than an hour, maybe, just like okay. to go through the uh, through the editing process. But then again, like if you if you watch a lot of my videos, you would know that like my editing my editing is not like super advanced. It's actually very minimal. I try my best to just kind of make it. Yeah, make it just minimal. I don't really like putting a lot of effects in it or like sure. uh, like cut it up really well. Like I like to keep my thoughts flowing throughout the video. Like I would cut out me like struggling to think of a word for 10 seconds of course, but like in in general I <laughs> kind of catch myself on the thought that like whenever I watch my unedited stuff that it's like it's kind of like a little podcast about a song, you know. Yeah. You just kind of yeah, talk about whatever. So I don't really do that much editing. Aside from that, like it's just me saying, introducing the song in the beginning, cutting towards the song, and then cutting out of the song about my thoughts, and then that's that's basically it. Like some more advanced stuff that I do is um, stream highlights, where I I do have to like sit down and cut down an hour or three hour yeah, long. It seems video. like it's a long process. It's it's uh, highlights is really is really tough sometimes, and it's like. Um, sometimes it's actually cool because if I really love the album that I reacted to and I, I cut down the video for it, I'm actually excited to like put in, oh, this is, this is a cool moment for the video. Oh, this is, this is like a cool reaction that I did. So yeah, it, 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 it depends. Um, but I would say the shortest amount of time I need for like a basic reaction is probably an hour. The longest, however, however long it takes, you know, sure. <laughs> Sure. I just curious because that sounds similar to me. The one thing that I do that I and everybody like if you're listening to this and you either have a YouTube channel or you want to create one, there's not like one answer. Everybody has their own style of how they want things to be delivered. Yeah. And for me, I am very self-aware about my rambling because I can just <laughs> like 
people sometimes want to click on a video, hear a quick introduction, and then like see the vid- the the reaction. Whereas I'll spend two minutes giving a backstory about a band <laughs> and giving like an anecdote and all this. Yeah. And I'm like, when after I upload it or put it into into Adobe, I'm like dude what are you doing like stop talking <laughs> so my new my new uh newer technique is to cut out anytime i say um which is a lot anytime i say but <laughs> like those kind of things because it it can be choppy but it also feels really engaging because like i'm it's almost like i'm talking really fast yeah. but not fast enough where it's overwhelming for the listener that's that's the way I, I didn't do that at first and i was like this sounds way too editorial to be a reaction save that stuff for the end which if you and i are being honest we can look at it on our dashboard sometimes people kind of tune out after the reaction they don't oh, care yeah. about that it's oh. it's funny it's like you see the graph it drops immediately it jumps up when the song starts and then it just slowly goes down and nobody watches the end so right that, that you're not you're never going to do anything about that that's just the way it's going to be it's just a matter of how many like hardcore fans no of your videos actually yeah. hardcore there fans of hardcore <laughs> <laughs> yeah how many of those people stay stick around for for the uh, intro and the outro so yeah i mean well speaking definitely... of outros oh yeah let's, let's talk let's, let's talk about this so somebody made a house track that has your like <laughs> your usual yes. outro see you in the next one bye bye it's like the coolest it's thing so good it's so who so did good. that and how did that happen so actually, the person who did that is also a person who I I make Circle Wind with. So oh, okay. my my new musical project is a really talented dude, a really talented musician from Germany. Um, he's he's been my Discord mod for the longest time, Julian. Uh, he's in another band called East Shade. Maybe you heard of them. Yep. Um, and yeah, he's just he like one one day he just dropped me this on Discord. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and then it's like check it out and it, it it's it's exactly that it's a it's a, it's a house. bop yeah it's it's so good it's like is it long or is it just like a outro it's uh it's it's like a track it's a solid like a minute and 40 seconds because i would like totally vibe that in a car or something the whole yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you it's yeah it's do fantastic. it that, yeah it's just it's it's i used to dj and produce uh edm from 2012 to 2018 so i was i'm always into that other stuff i like putting it in my own music but uh it's it's a cool um juxtaposition when you're like you have a metal reaction (laughs) and all of a sudden this house comes on you're like all right all right time to wind down a little bit after all that heaviness exactly happens i think Um, i have somewhere there's also there's that one and there's also like a like an intro somewhere but i i barely ever use that so okay you probably never heard it but it's so before we get to circle good. in, because I have a lot to talk about with that, I want to talk about Twitch. Yes. You. So it seemed like everybody, all the YouTubers, kind of got on Twitch around the same time. It was like late 2020 that people really started to <laughs> blend Twitch and YouTube together. And obviously, it works more effectively if you already have a lot of subscribers because it's easier to, you know, advertise to your subscribers. To jumpstart. Right. And it's it's cool because. Uh, I'm sure when you created your channel, you weren't like, you know, what would be really neat about my videos if everybody could watch in real time. And now that's a thing, and you can get like real time feedback. Uh, maybe you have a reaction on Twitch that you thought the song was amazing, and everybody's like, this is trash. Or the opposite, you're like, this song sucks. Everybody's like, this is awesome. And I know this happens because I tune into some of your 
uh, broadcasts. But and it's cool how you have people rate the songs out of ten as well. Yeah. Um. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't subscribe to too many people on Twitch, but I. I. I don't know too many others that do that. So I like that feature. Um. And it. it I don't know if it. If it helps you kind of direct your content more because it's direct feedback and it's like. Uh, you know, I don't know. A good example of Star Set. People, you know, it's such a, <laughs> it's such a, a band. I didn't realize this because I was just a, a big fan of theirs for a while before reaction stuff. And then some people like absolutely love this band, and some people absolutely hate this band. And you discovered them kind of later, and you were like, "Yeah, this is kind of cool." But then all these people were like, "Stop!" <laughs> and I'm like, it okay. became a meme I, for honestly, a while. I haven't seen too much Star Set on your on your Twitch <laughs> since, so that's a good uh, example. Yeah, I never realized how big they were, uh, but to, to go back to that, like Twitch is really something that has added a lot to my channel because um, I started it last year in December. So actually, my <laughs> Twitch anniversary is coming up soon. All right, uh, but yeah, I've been doing this for almost a year. It's really basically what you said it's an expansion of my content towards like a real time type of content so it's essentially what i'm doing on youtube except it's live and i i talk nonsense nonsense because i don't have the power of editing and like you know i don't have the hindsight of what i'm talking about but it's 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 really fun it's a lot of different energy uh, on twitch i feel uh and it's it's maybe a, a little slower because, you know, it's just a lot of like silence and figuring things out. <laughs> uh, but it it does really work with the audience. I really love the back and forth that I have with the chat. Uh, it It's really cool. Like just having people rate songs and see how it's very different from each other. You know, see how it's different from my opinion. Uh, and yeah, the rating feature is awesome. It was also one of my community members. Um, he developed a little bot for me. It's like actually custom created. So that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, the power of community, man. It's 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 something that's I'm so fucking proud of. So yeah, good. absolutely. You've developed and, and you again with the pun, but you have hardcore fans that are, <laughs> that are just uh, uh, well, and and there are there are a few channels that I follow that if I see a video pop up on my subscription feed, I click on it immediately. Like there's other ones where I'm like, if I get time. I will watch that. But then there's ones where like, I need to watch that now. And I would say your channel's part of that. I'm sure I'm not oh, the only one who, I appreciate who, it. you know, yeah. So it is the editing on Twitch. Cause it's like you said, it's real time. And you, you, I think you use OBS to do your, yeah. all your boxes and stuff. Is that more difficult because it's real time and you don't have the, the, you know, the hindsight or the extra time to, you know, put things up and make things look the way that you want them to look. Um, I think, in some ways, it's easier from a technical perspective because it's all already set up. Like you have to just really spend a lot of time setting everything up, and once it's all like templatized and ready, then you can, you just click one button to like make the thing appear on the screen, and it it just kind of works once you get it running. Um, I feel like the difficulty in Twitch comes more from just everything being real time, everything being live, and you kind of just having to wing it most of the time so if there's a technical difficulty then like or something's Which not you working had, i was a couple weeks ago and youtube videos weren't oh, working or something yeah that was the strangest thing ever it never happened to me like videos would just stop buffering and like the internet was fine because i was live and <laughs> i just couldn't figure out what was it and and like you just have to like th 
think quickly yeah. like what you do instead because people will drop off like yeah dead space people will be like all right next thing exactly spans are so short so that's my biggest fear whenever like i can't figure something out i i see the view count slowly dropping i'm like guys please you're leaving me for <laughs> <Stay>. dead <laughs> it's so helpless too you're like dude yeah, i'm trying like, but yeah yeah um so it's definitely it definitely would say the the hardest thing about twitch just getting that getting like thinking fast i think is, is the hardest part <laughs> it's almost like you're a radio dj because what if yeah. you know somebody goes on and it get, does an interview live and that's the nice thing about podcasts is i none of these are live so i can have the wherewithal to go back and edit <laughs> that's but, great, but yeah. you know what if somebody says something awful on a radio station or swears or or there's a technical malfunction or I don't know. It's happened. I, you know, you can see all these interviews gone wrong. Like the, the what is the loud wire countdowns or all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it's similar to, to being like a radio DJ in some um, sense. Yeah. yeah. I've had, I've had a couple of, uh, guests on Twitch, like musicians, like it's just basically like an interview slash reaction right. with them. And it's, 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 I get scared every time I have to do that <laughs> or get to do that because it's fun. Like I get to talk to like people that I music of, of whom I listen to like every day. It's really fun, but it's also kind of scary because it's all live. And if, if something screws up, then you're just kind of there like with them and the audience. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety involved with that. For sure. Um, are we getting hardcore awards this year? Is that coming up? Absolutely. It's an annual thing. I always try to do hardcore awards better than last year so definitely this year is going to be super fun i hope a lot more people tune in than last year i hope a lot more people take uh the vote this year um that's all how nix did and and uh, you were you did it first but but nix got like yeah. a ton of, of votes i'm like <laughs> people want to vote people want to get involved especially now when there's fun. so many good music coming it's out so like fun. it's yeah it's so much fun and you do a really good job of presenting it i remember last year you had like this almost like this drop down yeah. menu if you will and it had I like the videos it was so cool <laughs> yeah and well it was it was to me it was worth it at least i don't know how other people felt but again oh, it, I, it felt very satisfying to me when everything kind of just came together i'm kind of scared to even approach this year's like design and style and everything cuz i want to make it very different each year so i'm going to have to think of new ways to like do all these things but i've actually already started um kind of rounding up uh, nominees for every category okay. uh, I'm, I'm doing that on my discord uh with my with my discord members we have like yeah. like a forum with channels for every category well listen i'm gonna lobby you here for a hot second because it is it, we did have an election uh, uh in, in the states <laughs> yesterday so i'm gonna go on that and say if you want to nominate Killstreak for something, I wouldn't be too that's mad. A good, that's a good idea because I, see, I've this is the worst part about hardcore awards because inevitably I'm gonna forget about something super obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. And then I upload the video and and like everybody, this happened to me. Oh my god, what was it? Um, 2019 maybe. Mm -hmm. I did a hardcore awards, and then I never at, at a single point in that video mentioned ice nine kills even though they dropped like one of the better <laughs> records of that year which was the, the the first silver scream album and like i really love that album and i have the video on, on youtube and everything and 
not a single mention hardcore awards and every single comment i look it's where's i stand kills where's i'm like oh my god you're right you're right (laughs) it's so hard because there's so many releases and i can't you know i don't envy your position there if you want to just make a a, a, you know a category uh best video game themed metal band and we're the only (laughs) one that's cool so one band in it (laughs) so um but yeah no that's i i look forward to the awards it also gives like your audience this participation empowerment if you will it's like you already get that feedback on twitch but to see because let's be honest not everybody does both some people just subscribe to youtube true so to to see their votes as well which is probably a larger body of work gives you really like okay people really like this i have a feeling knowing your audience that aviana is gonna be pretty popular and yeah a couple uh, it is gonna be pretty popular yeah yeah there's like there's you know no teasers no (laughs) anything like that no spoilers i'm voting for for certain things (laughs) okay that's that's good cool yeah see but that's what i also love about the audio the whole thing the the whole like audience voting part is that it's like a it's like a nice cop-out for me because if (laughs) they choose the wrong winner then i'm not to blame listen guys i'm the messenger <laughs> like i didn't do this right so, but yeah. i remember you saying something like i think it was last year where you're like uh this person won i'm kind of surprised i don't remember who it was but you were like i'm kind of surprised that they won but hey yeah you know yeah i love totally being fun. like in the backseat for once you know when i don't like pick the winner like the people who you know like the general populace picks the winner which is how it's supposed to be anyway so right right so let's talk about circle wind i already knew that you possess musical skill because you did a lot of these vocal covers and and other things on uh youtube i know you've shared uh i don't know reluctantly but some of your old ones that are a little (laughs) bit less refined than some of the newer ones product of their time um (laughs) yes but but it's so cool to see you go from that to having like a really well-produced project. Um, so I kind of want to know a couple things and, and we can come back if you don't remember all these questions, but how did it actually start? When did it start? And how did you kind of determine the the sound design, if you will? Because there's a very, at least for the first two singles, there's been a very specific sound texture that is like, a lot of bands take a long time to find a trademark sound. And yeah. it seems that you already knew what you wanted immediately. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's break it down. So, yeah. uh, this is not like Circle Wind is my first like project project that I, where I am like a hundred percent, well, fifty percent in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, I also had um, I, ha- I I was participating in the original project. Uh, if you remember, I think it was two years ago now. Uh, with Robin Lenutri, another French YouTuber, we did a yes. track together, Isolated. So that that was like my first me being on Spotify kind of thing. But obviously, like for that, I, I wrote the vocals and the lyrics, but it wasn't like I wasn't really in charge of the whole like music writing process. So I'm really I'm super proud of that. It's still like a big part of my musical career, if you want to call it. Sure. Uh, but like what I'm really excited about for circle wind is that this is like a project where it was a lot of my ideas clashing with like julian's ideas and kind of it coming together as our own original from scratch project so the way it came together is essentially in the beginning of this year we were like 
just jokingly saying, oh, we, we should like make a like a Discord um, music project with because we have a bunch of musicians there. And so one time I, I, I'm, I, I don't think it, it's either he messaged me or I messaged him. We were like, yo, let's let's actually do a song together, like just two of us. And you're like, yeah, you know, it sounds like a great idea. So he took the mantle of just being the mastermind of the instrumental, the production and all that jazz. And I was just mainly focusing on vocals and I still am mainly focusing on vocals. Um, just like giving feedback and critique on whatever production choices and just a general idea of the instrumental as well. So uh, the way we picked our texture, uh, as you put, as you put it, the sound is uh, just, he asked me like, what do you want? What, what, what this, what should this project be? And I was like, you know, I'm re- I've really been lately into new metal. <laughs> like early 2000s like those those really visceral riffs and i was like right. let's do Gritty, something like that bouncy yeah 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 like i love that bouncy stuff so i sent him like a couple of tracks on spotify that i wanted the sound to be like and i it's such a shame i didn't i deleted that like little playlist i remember it was like a couple of bands uh primarily from that like early 2000s new metal era and also right. a bunch of new metal core bands that are a bit more modern but also have that kind of flavor to them so that's where the whole like idea of the it, of the bouncy riffs stemmed from and yeah that's essentially the sound we have essentially eventually we wanted to make an ep and now it's dropping on december 1st which we're very excited about All right yeah it's Hell yeah crazy how many tracks are on the ep so it's five tracks one of them is an interlude so technically four okay so you have two out yes and then two more new ones two more dropping in three and a half weeks that's awesome two um (laughs) so yeah and 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 what i do like too about your releases is and and i don't know if you were meticulous with the order the first one was very like post grungy uh little bit of Deftones, Loathe, Inspired, and and it was very mysterious. And I, sometimes I like that because some bands come out of the gate with, and there's nothing wrong with either of these, but some bands come out of the gate with just like an absolute banger. And then some bands leave you wanting more. And I think that's what you did with that one. It's like, huh, this is, uh, you know, it's mysterious. It's vague, if yeah. you will. <laughs> and then the second one was like, whoa, okay. Different time signatures, crazy riffs, uh, really hooky. So you showed because if you would have came out with this the second one to be similar to the first, it'd be like okay, so we know where this is going. But now that the second one's not similar to the first, I mean it's this, it's it's cohesive. Yeah. But it you know it, it's like okay, we don't know what we're getting with these next two. We we don't because we you see the the ability or the ceiling of of the the project. So I, I don't know if that was done on purpose or not. Um, hard to I say. Think about honestly, way too hard. It. <laughs> I mean, it works out at the end, you know. I don't think we planned it, planned it the way you described it. I mean, it, it's cool that you can get that out of that. So yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> I'm always um, thinking way harder than everybody else as far as that goes. Because I'm <laughs> when it comes to my own stuff, I'm like, I have to like do like quantum algebra to get this to to <laughs> release properly. People are like, nah, I just picked three songs I liked out of eight. And that's what I'm like, oh, yep. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like the reason this that was my that was our first single and that was our second single is because those were the two first songs we wrote. <laughs> oh well, and then the other two go. on the EP are 
like the songs that we wrote later and <laughs> yeah that's essentially easy it, enough but, i mean there's nothing there's nothing uh, but to it, it and it works it, it does work because we we did save i i want to say we did save uh the best for last i feel like the okay. two songs in the ep are in my opinion i love them more i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I've listened to the the first track specifically so many times that at this point I kind of hate it. That's how know? I am with everything too, because you're it's in, you know, I you you do it a little differently because you're remote. But when we go to the studio to record, uh, because we do the demos and then it's all re-recorded and then we do the vocals. But when we do the vocals, it's like, okay, Sam, you need to do this line ten times before we get to the next one. <laughs> By the tenth time, I'm like, I don't want to hear that word ever again come out of your mouth. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I totally understand the sentiment there. Yeah, it's funny because like you, you wait all this time making all these songs sound perfect in your opinion to, to, to drop it, release it, to have other people be excited about it. And then it, by the end of it, you're just like so over it, you know, mm-hmm. like you're happy that other people are hyped about it. But like, I'm so over it. <laughs> I just want and it, it almost to gets out. to the point where if you listen to it so many times, you start to doubt it. You're like, and at least in my yeah. case, I'm like, is this really that good? Like. I don't know. It, it sounds good. And then you listen to like another band you like and you're like, oh, why couldn't I brought that energy? That's it's so, so true. weird that it's just a creator <laughs> thing. That's how it happens. It's not exclusive to you and me. And it's I'm sure all the bands we look up to do the exact same thing with other yeah, music. I, I think sure. it's just a signature of, of being a creator. Speaking of which, I, I want to kind of ask you this because a lot of these reactors that I follow tend to play guitar for being honest so like i've played guitar yeah. for 20 years nick plays guitar uh richard plays guitar um oh no richard does vocals but you he's in a he was in a band doing vocals and this is kind of your band is after the fact so when you react to stuff or when I don't, it could be a little different now because now you're kind of in a project and maybe not do you see things a little differently than than maybe i would or or nick would because i you know i i when i listen to something the first thing i hear is obviously the guitar and i'm like okay yeah. i gotta technically analyze this and then i gotta <laughs> analyze the production and all this and sometimes i'm like truly envious of people who can just listen to the song as a whole and then you know maybe dissect it in their own way instead of True. being like oh i could write that or oh i can't play that or this and that so i wonder how how your perspective is with that i feel like my analysis is way less analytical than a lot of other people that i also watch on youtube like I, I tend to be very vague in my reviews, which I mean, it's like wh- whatever floats your boats. If people like that, then yeah. If people don't like that vagueness, they, they have other channels that have a bit more of a technical approach. Like I don't have that good of a musical expertise when it comes to guitar and stuff and like especially production. Like the only thing I can say about production is whether I think it sounds good or not. <laughs> so sure. it's like, yeah, it's all for me it's all based on like just the feeling you know rather than the knowledge but which is I, awesome because it's yeah, more authentic honestly i guess so i guess you can you could look at that that way as well and i i always try to focus a lot on vocals because that's obviously something that i feel like the most passionate about in in most music mediums like i i do vocals myself a lot i've been doing vocals for the bigger part of my life so i feel like i can say something about vocals, can have a, a bit of opinions here and there on how I feel about certain vocalist sound or like the production of the vocals. Cause I've also been involved in a lot of that, you know, with covers and with my own project now. 
So I definitely feel like more often than not, I, I do perceive the song as just the song. I don't try to dissect it in the like the craziest way possible, but sometimes I do. It just honestly depends on my mood. <laughs> right. But it's like I've been thinking about that a lot because a lot of YouTubers have their own like area of expertise. Like you said, like, you know, uh, Tank, for example, he's the he knows a lot about like backstage and like all the touring stuff. And it like he's very knowledgeable in that, uh, you know, Metal Burb is, is, is like or, or Nick, you know, they're both really good guitarists. They, they can talk about guitar a lot. Like you're you're a manager. Like you can you can also say have like a lot of thoughts about all of that from your personal experience. And then I'm like, what do I do? You know, like I don't really have any background at all. But I'll tell you what, because there's something that you you touched on it, and I think it's really important. You talk about being vague, and what that does as far as an attraction to the viewer listener is, if for example, if there's like a, a chorus that like hits. Yeah. And you say something just as simple as like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it, it doesn't have to be crazy. You just say like, oh, okay. I say that a lot. <laughs> the first thing that I'm thinking of is, does he really like this? Does he not like this? So like the great example, the Brand of Sacrifice <laughs> song that you uploaded today, uh, when the chorus hit, you at first you seemed like a little bit conflicted. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to read your body language and your thoughts, but that keeps me engaged. So I don't know if you have to reinvent the wheel here and, and, and try to do something like specific like that because I think that's kind of your niche is giving people in, interpretation of yeah. what your, your reaction is, which is, again, not something a lot of reactors do because we, we are so super focused on <laughs> our own little skill set and you can True. be more broad with it and that's refreshing. Cause, and and, and like, the other thing is... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I feel like it helps... And kind of the relatability factor because a lot of people would watch this and like they also might not have like that level of expertise or experience and they would kind of react the same way as I do. So like someone told me a while ago that, you know, my reactions is like if if I were to name them as like, like, you know, talent scout reacts or metal guitarist reacts, I would name them a guy reacts because <laughs> I'm a guy, you know, like a guy yeah. to listen music uh, to with, which is, I mean, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. So yeah. But like you said, it makes it more relatable. And the other thing that's really refreshing about your channel. And I've said this to you in private before, but I love how you are honest. You know, a lot of reactors are very much, everything's awesome. You know, I'm going to say only nice things for the most part. Sometimes there's people that are critical, but nobody's really yeah and you're not like brutally honest you're you do it in a way that's professional and you're you're yeah. not like a hater um but i've said this when i've sent our stuff to you i'm like hey if if there's something you're not a huge fan of like let people know yeah. and it, it it not only is good for the viewer it's refreshing for the viewer but as a band you're like oh people aren't really feeling that maybe we'll uh, not do that again so you yeah know. For sure. It's 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 actually super interesting. I mean, I, I know for the fact for the longest time when I started doing this, I was maybe a little bit too positive, uh, a little bit too like restrained in, in what I feel, what I think about certain, you know, um, a song or a band. And lately, I've just been feeling a lot more freedom in that regard, just having a bit more opinionated reactions. And of course, like I said, I, I, I try to be respectful. Now that I actually have a music project out and I actually have a bunch of reaction videos to look at, 
because you know mm-hmm. I've asked a bunch of people to react to it. Sure, it kind of puts me into those uh, shoes that I've never mm-hmm. been in before. It's like someone else watches a thing you put your blood, sweat, and tears in, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, it's fine, it's all right." I'm like, "Oh," but like it, it definitely helps. Like that, all that criticism it helps kind of shape what you're gonna do next. But it also just gives a perspective on how to how a band would react to your reactions, you know, because like they right. put a, that's for a lot of bands is their lifestyle, right? Like music, um, writing songs, putting it, putting it out there. And it's expensive. I mean, videos yeah. cost a lot of money. Studio costs a lot of money. So, I, I, yeah, it, it's certainly a weird thing when you do all that work and then somebody's like, nah, but <laughs> I, I if I'm you're not gonna saying have to like, deal with that in the industry. Like that's yeah. part of the, the part of the industry too. Is is True. not everything you're gonna make is gonna be good. All, some of our favorite bands have made just clunkers of of singles or albums yeah. before, where the the price tag on those things are is astronomical. But at the end of the day, it's still invaluable because you know whether they learned not to do it again or whether they learned wh- whatever the case may be, or maybe they didn't learn anything. But regardless. Uh, you know, the f- fans are kind of the, the bosses, if you will. Like if, you know, we, we yeah. say if we're full-time musicians, we don't have any bosses. We don't have a nine to five. We're free <laughs> to do what we want. But at the end of the day, the people who are going to help you make money are the fans. So uh, it's good, you know, as a, as a reactor and also as a fan to, you know, let people know maybe, maybe this wasn't it, you know? Yeah, I think there needs to be a balance between like the sweet talking and the honesty because or or, or rather just the honest, the brutal honesty and a bit of sweet lies because uh, I'm not saying to just be positive to something that you don't like, but I am saying that you know you should always separate a musician from the music yes. when when you when especially if you don't like it and you should be you should be clear that like subjectively to you it's something that's not up your alley uh because I've, I've definitely done that before where i kind of just been a hater and it's it's not cool even if it's like even if the song is like something that you really don't like like a good example was the recent parkway drive album which i <laughs> i have to yeah, agree with you on, on yeah, your opinions I, on that one i didn't feel know. it i didn't feel it at all and i kind of felt bad because i was doing that album reaction live and like it was funny seeing all the chat responses to that, like like basically just roasting the hell out of them. Yeah, but like it confirms the bias for sure. But like, it's also at that point it felt a little bit too extra because like you know it's it's not for me, but it's it's not like you know they they don't deserve hate pouring from everywhere like this bad so sure i, yeah, I guess it's one of those things where it also depends on who it is because no offense to you or me or anybody else who didn't like it but i think parkway is going to end up playing sold out arenas and festivals for sure i mean what the hell we care about <laughs> so they're gonna get so like a lot of attention from this album and a lot of like really good responses to it it's like it's not up to us because it's not it, it almost feels like we're not really target audience anymore. No, it's uh, not for us so, anymore. <laughs> so it, it, I don't have a problem with it. Like they still have all the old albums up on Spotify. And as long as they do, I'm fine with it. So I mean, Ask Alexandria <laughs> is similar too. It's yeah. like they make dad rock now and it's not for us. It's it's for people that go it's to It's not those... offensively horrible. Like no. I, I actually kind of enjoyed the recent album. Like not all of it, but some songs right. were pretty tight. <laughs> it's like sometimes we got to remove ourselves from from 
you know what they used to be and what they are and yeah. even to a lesser extent bring me the horizon because they are not myspace deathcore anymore they're true they're very experimental they they are genre bending in the best way Dude, and- one of the most interesting bands out there like i would say the most exciting band out there like whenever they drop something it blows up like it blows up the internet it's but crazy I think what they it- do that asking doesn't do and that some other bands don't do is they don't completely abandon where they came from. So like asking Alexandria doesn't play old stuff anymore ever yeah. out live. Uh, so when you see him on a bill, you know what you're getting. And sometimes <laughs> it's like, if you just played, you know, one of the, the stand up and scream songs, just one, <laughs> that'd be cool. If not, but bring me does a cool thing where they like play, they'll do like die for you, which just came out last year. True. And then they'll do, uh, pray for plagues on in the same set and you're like oh okay so they they real that you know maybe that's not what they are anymore but they're still giving us a little lip service which is nice they're just they're really really good musicians and really really bright minds when it comes to music writing and i feel like it's not it's not that they went pop or anything or they went like whatever into the other genre they're just doing that at the moment like right for all we know they could be doing something completely different well, I mean, Next the Survivor year. Horror EP yeah, was heavy. It's kind of heavy. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they can do what. That's what I want to get to that level. You know, not necessarily with Kill Street, because I think that's kind of just a. And you never know. But I would yeah. love to be in a band that gets to a level where you can just say, fuck you, I'm going to do this today. Yeah. <laughs> like, do whatever the hell you want. That's, yeah. Because you do get to that weird. level. Some bands just don't have the prowess yet to, you know, lack of a better term, alienate their old fans, their traditional yeah. fans. But then some bands reach that precipice and it's like, okay, they can do whatever they want because clearly they're doing something right if they have 10 million monthly listeners on Spotify. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And one more thing to add on to all of that is that bands will take criticism uh, and like pretty harsh criticism infinitely better than their fan bases. Yes. It's like the band doesn't really have a problem with what I'm saying about their, their music but the fans would tear me apart. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, it's a it's whole an identity topic. thing. I think cause, cause we, you know, <laughs> we've all been in this where it's like, and I'm not so much like this anymore. I am a little bit, but some of our favorite bands we wear on our sleeve. We're like, you know, I really like this band. I want people to know. I really like this band. I'll That's stand true. for this band. I'll die for this <laughs> band. If you talk shit about this band, then I'm gonna let you know you're wrong. Kind of. Thing. I still have those bands. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I do. <laughs> so. and, and sometimes I catch myself going, oops, I want you know I, I I preach against that, but I'm doing it myself. So we're all human, you know. Yeah, that's, what it is, but that's true. That's very true. Let's talk about the YouTuber behind YouTube because I want to know your background a little bit. I know you were born in Ukraine. Yes. Uh, and you moved when you were seventeen. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. I moved here like okay. around trying to seven to eight hold years ago. Memory. <laughs> and you moved right from to to Toronto, correct? Yes. So yeah, I currently live in Toronto. I've been living here ever since. Like what 2015 jesus time flies it Um, seems like a loaded question now with what's going on but obviously when you were 17 so when you were 15 what year was that 2015 yeah 2015 so i mean it was still not a exactly a great time because the annexation of of Korea happened the year before is that why your family chose to move or is a part of that, I feel like it was, uh, it definitely kind of accelerated the process because we always, uh, you know, my dad was out here for a lot longer. So we always had 
that in, in the back of our heads, like the plan to move, uh, you know, because a lot of countries like Ukraine, like countries that have, you know, a lot more difficult of a social uh, life, social economical life, like people always strive for the better life, something like that. And so the whole thing kicked off in 2014 uh, with Russia, and it definitely accelerated the whole me moving to Canada part. Um, I kind of look back on it. I have a bit of that survival, uh, survivor guilt, you know, uh, where sure. I feel like, oh, like I'm, I'm here safe and sound, you know, like an ocean apart. But, um, and you you've know, said that in some of your Instagram stories I've seen is, is like, and I can't speak to this cause I'm not dealing with it myself, but sometimes mm-hmm. you, you've, you've mentioned that you wrestle with, you know, sitting there and doing reactions while, there's a full blown yeah, war going on in your home country, and it's, it's yeah. A, see, I originally when when it like the full scale stuff started in um, February 24th, like I didn't make videos for about a week. I I had a bunch of videos lined up, but I like basically scrapped all of them. I was like, I I can't do this. Like back then, like the mental state was so bad. It was so horrible. Just like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was posting stuff on like Twitter and like a community page on YouTube, just like posting stuff, you know, updates and whatnot. And I remember something like something that basically made me realize that I need to keep doing videos was uh, this one comment uh, under one of the community posts where uh, I was talking about how I'm like, I'm taking a break. I don't want to make like uh, videos anymore for, for a while. And then uh, this guy from, uh, he's from Kharkiv, which is like the right. northeast city um, of Ukraine, which which was and still is like heavily bombed almost mm-hmm. every day. Uh, he said like, oh, I, I miss watching your video. So I'm like, I'm going back and like looking through your old stuff just to kind of like remember of the peaceful times. And I was like, damn. like That hits. Yeah. It hits. It's like. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I'm, I'm like a savior or something, right? It's not where I'm getting at at all. It's just like, it's like simple things like that make people kind of escape. Yeah. If you can the reality that they live in. from reality. Yeah. It, it, yeah it, and that's, that's valuable. And it's not an over-exaggeration if I were to say that that was a single comment that made me like realize that I need to, I need to keep this whole thing going. Cause if it provides people with a distraction from whatever real world situation they're in, whether it's a war outside the window or it's like a abusive household or whatever, I'm like infinitely happy to do that and mm-hmm. keep doing that. And so that's, that's like the backstory to that whole situation when it all started. Sure. Do you still have friends and family over there? I assume you do. Yeah, I have, I have a bunch of friends still there. Um, I, I, I am lucky enough that like I, I was born in Western Ukraine, so um, the part that is further most away from I remember Russia. Remember you mentioning the city? It was like a three-word. Uh, it's Ivano-Frankivsk. It it's a two-word. It's it's, okay. it's it's like strange. Whenever like I explain it to a Western, they're like, "What?" <laughs> it's like a strange word, uh, but fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I lived most well. Basically, I never really. I always lived there, like the western part of Ukraine. So. Most of my connections and friends and family live there. So they are relatively far from the conflict, like you'd think. Relatively, yes. But then again, like 
they could they could hit anywhere. So there's no there's a, Lviv has been hit multiple yeah, times, multiple and that's times. as west as you can go. So like uh, even even know. my home city, like Ivano Frankivsk, we we uh, our airport has been hit a bunch of times. So you know you can you, yeah. you, you never know, but it's relatively far from let's say the occupation regions so well and i assume it's it was you know i don't want to say a sigh of relief because that's not the right words but it was it was uh i don't know i don't you can tell me the right words but when when they when 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 russia focused away from kiev and the west and went to the Mm -hmm. east knowing that you have people that you know in the west it probably was a little bit again i don't know reassuring is the right word Um, but you know what i'm trying to convey i know it's like you feel a lot less affected by it because of course it's not happening happening to you or your family directly but it definitely didn't feel like re- no. relieving anyway cuz right, the whole right. the whole situation is really really fucked up so so bef- yeah before we get into the, the 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 war itself i do i do have a question about living there growing up there mm-hmm. um cuz you were obviously there besides one year before Russia came in, you were, you know, it was a sovereign Ukraine still is, but it was, it was not being taken over by another uh, nation, if you will. One thing I'm a history buff. I'm just a giant nerd in that case. (laughs) Was there a lot of Soviet remnants around that you would notice? Or was it by that point, it was, it was pretty much rebuilt in the Ukraine way. So I, I am also a massive history nerd. Like I love history. I mean, history is horrible, but I love it. Like, you know, in that <laughs> right. kind of weird way. Sure. Um, and I've always thought about uh, something that I, I don't remember the exact person who said that, but a lot of people have the same kind of sentiment uh, is that Ukraine never really was independent ever since the 1991, like independence proclamation it kind of felt like it was an artificial kind of just independence from the Soviet Union, but there still was a big Russian influence ever since. And so I definitely, I mean, I speak Russian just based on like watching TV as a kid. So wow. it, it tells you everything you need to know about yeah. how, how much influence there was. Like I, I never learned it in school. I never learned it anywhere. I was just consuming TV and like internet, YouTube. And like, I'm, I <laughs> I think I'm pretty good in like grammar. Like it's not just talking, like I'm pretty good at writing Russian, speaking Russian, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of Soviet remnants, a lot of like Russian influence, which I feel like when the revolution happened in 2013, a lot of that has changed a little bit. I feel like even now it's crazy to think about even now, a lot of our society is crazily still somehow not fully realizing how you know damaging the whole influence from russia is and was um but it, it's gotten a lot better ever since the revolution and of course now i mean like people who spoke russian or like we're very close to russian culture their whole life they're starting to realize oh like maybe i shouldn't maybe i should speak ukrainian instead and it takes a lot of willpower it takes a lot of um under like understanding of 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 the whole situation and yeah, I'm really proud of people like that. But yeah, that's essentially it. Like, it's uh, what I've, what's happening right now is basically a fight for freedom. Like, there's no other way. Um, right. And, I, you know, as it, it awful as this whole thing has been, and you never want to take a silver lining from something that's terrible, but something yeah. that we've all learned, even me as just a 
you know, normie Westerner is Russia True. isn't as powerful as we all thought they were. If on a national international scale, especially from a military standpoint, they that that I guess really their bluff was called. <clears throat> and and you know, I follow a lot of military science channels and you know uh intelligence channels things like that i just nerd out with that stuff yeah. and before the invasion people were calling um the russian military the third biggest best military in the world and now i think they'd be lucky to crap crack crap wow <laughs> lucky to crack <laughs> the uh top 20 um because it's just you know lack of logistics lack of of good anything their conscription service is terrible the way they oh, abuse chaos. the soldiers the way they abuse their you know this is just all awful and like i said as terrible as this is i'm glad the world has finally woken up to that and we're not going to be as afraid of them in the future regardless of what happens obviously in my opinion a ukraine victory is inevitable um it's just a matter of yeah. when not if <laughs> And uh, how how Russia's treated after that is going to be really interesting because they really kind of important. Been, like the they most got their important ass kicked part. And, 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 you know, I, I think they it's similar. And we have to be careful. And this hits this home a little bit, because when after World War One, that was kind of the case with Germany. And it was yeah. like, you guys got your ass kicked. Now we got to show you, you know, I need you to, to smell your own shit kind of thing. And. Mm -hmm what ended up happening they got radicalized and yep. you know the rest is history but it almost is going to be similar with russia it's like you guys you know you fucked up real bad and we need to show you how bad you fucked up it's going to be a really tricky situation from a political standpoint and i don't really know your your thoughts on that being from ukraine as far as what do you what do you think should happen so the first part of that, um, just quickly, I mean, yes, we all saw that Russia isn't as as crazy capable as they, they always boast about. Um, but something that Russia and particularly Soviet Union has always been really good about is throwing as much, um, we call it cannon, cannon meat. Um, cannon which, fodder, right. Yeah. Uh, on the front line as possible. Like, I think when they were um, basically at the end of world war two, when they were taking Berlin, like around a million people died just in that one, like swoop of the operation. Like they were also, um, trying to cross Dnipro river when they were trying to, uh, deoccupy, uh, Kiev, uh, from Nazis and like a hundred thousand people died. Something that Moscow, uh, never shadow shied away from is to waste as much human resources as possible. And I mean, nothing changed. <laughs> like no. if you if you look at how the war is happening, nothing has changed. That's exactly what's happening now. Their mobilization, like they just send people to die to buy buy them some time. That's that's all they're yeah, doing. And, and there's a saying: if you do the same thing over and over again, expect different results. That's a definition of insanity. Yep. And I think they're Far Cry Three. <laughs> Uh, and something that I, I you know, I, I struggle with right now on a personal level, I have this tattoo. No one can see it because they're, yeah. this is audio only, but I have a tattoo and it's honoring my great uncle who, who survived the Holocaust. His story mm -hmm. is fantastic. And he, what ended up happening was he was in a town called Horodosk in Belarus mm -hmm. and they, the Nazis came in, they killed everybody, but he and his brother escaped 
eventually were caught in the woods and taken to a Nazi concentration camp, escaped the concentration camp, yeah, and then joined the Red Army and liberated the concentration camp that they escaped from. And so my tattoo says, and you, you, I don't know if you can pronounce this better than me or if you can even see what that says. It's a uh, Sovietsku Belarus. Essentially, it's, it's yeah, the for name Soviet of the, Belarus. Yes, and that was the name of his his platoon or whatever you want to call it. So when I originally got that tattoo in 2019, um, I'm trying to honor him and what he did for, yeah, for sure. you know, the Jewish people. And um, now I'm like, God, that aged poorly. <laughs> Cause See, like I mean, people it's in context. hindsight. Yeah. yeah but it, it, it's a very, like the whole world war two is, is a very strange, like and difficult, a whole different beast to tackle. I mean, th- there was a lot of Ukrainians that were fighting uh, in the Red Army, you know, um, against Nazis as well. Sure. So it's uh, it's not necessarily. I mean, I don't see it as something like really bad. It's just you know. No, I don't either. Think but about it. if people yeah. see it on the street without the context, yeah, no, like, what is, absolutely, context what is, is important. But, but and and that's where we get into this whole this whole thing with that's from a lot of you know lack of a better term right wing media talking about these nazis in ukraine that are that are the leadership and i'm like Zelensky's a jew and there's a lot of jews hell um it's funny yeah yeah mila kunis is ukrainian she's jewish and she had to leave there because of some of you know some of the things going on but uh, the united states has more nazis than ukraine by boatloads every every country has a, a massive nazi problem like it's 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 crazy to think about like Russia Russia's whole backbone is is very far right radicalized groups that like there's literally people in Russian army that are that came to denazify Ukraine who are straight up Nazis who only yeah. like who hate everybody who's not white or catholic and it's so, so sad because people in Russia don't have the access to same the same resources we do as far yeah. as like figuring out what's propaganda and what's not so I don't blame the people, you know, regular citizens in Russia for for maybe believing those things because they don't have the perspective and the resources to do the research and figure out what is actually reality and what isn't in regards. And, and I'm, you know, I don't I don't know how limited they are. I know it's not China where they don't even have yeah, Google in China. They, but they have Internet. <laughs> you're right, I feel right. Like if you have if you have enough will to to do your own research and to realize like what's happening you will eventually get to the truth. But okay. I think that the whole nationality idea in Russia has been so atrophied by their government that at this point they, like a lot of people just don't care. And that's yeah. that's essentially the problem. It's not that they don't know, it's that they don't care. So Because um, they're not directly affected by it. If, yeah, if exactly. Ukraine went into Russia and did the things that, obviously they would never do this, but they did the atrocities that Russia <laughs> is doing to Ukraine, then yeah, they'd give a shit. But, uh, you know, propaganda is a really scary yeah. thing. Scary, yeah. scary. So, but uh, like I said, it's not a matter of if, but when, and when that day comes, it's, it'll be a, you know, bittersweet, obviously, but, uh, it's, it, it, it's going to happen. So, uh, the last thing I want to talk to you about on a lighter note and, and yes. figure out, you know, what, where we go from here, but so you right now, and you don't have to give me details if you don't want to, but you are not a full-time YouTuber at this moment. Nope. So do you have a nine to five? You can tell I me do. what it is. You don't have to. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? I have a nine to five. It's funny. I always joke about this. I have a nine to five and then I have a five to nine of YouTube. 
that's that's essentially how it is. Yeah. Um, I work as a graphic designer for a design agency, and we okay. do some client work. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's my first ever job because I graduated what, last year, <laughs> so I'm pretty oh, wow. fresh. Very cool. Um, yeah. So it's been it's been going good. I've been enjoying uh, working with other people, like doing stuff that I have general passion towards. Um, it's you know, it's it it comes with with its own quirks, but I I for the most part I really love graphic design. I, I love design in general. That's like one of my biggest passions. I always think about design. I always talk about Reminds design. Reminds me of that meme. You ever see that meme? Graphic design is my passion. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> me. <laughs> Absolutely. That's funny. Yeah, no, I've I've been enjoying it, and it's 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 really difficult to sometimes manage time because yeah nine to five job and then i have whatever else left of the day to work on youtube which is you know considering i try to do daily uploads is a bit of a it's a bit of a yeah i'm sure you want some <laughs> downtime you wanted to play some god of war yeah, you exactly wanna, you know. came out yesterday <laughs> i well actually today and i played it like at one at, until like 2 a.m oh my god what a good game uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah definitely it's, it's it's really hard to manage time um like that but i try I try my best. <laughs> and you do uh, notice you, you do get out to concerts and it's 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 yes. actually kind of cool that you link up with like other fellow YouTubers in, in Toronto, awesome. which it seems like there's for whatever reason, Anomaly. not just music, but they're all why. in Toronto. It's what is, crazy. What yeah, is happening I don't know. here? Something yeah. in the water. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like I said to you before, <laughs> I think this summer I'm only a five hour drive from Toronto. So I think yeah. this summer I'm just going to take like a couple of days, go up there and hang out with all my favorite YouTubers. So hell yeah, we should we'll, we'll do see. like a round table. Of just that would people. be fucking dope. Actually. <laughs> you might be onto something. Um, fuck. What was the last thing I was going to ask you? Oh, la, 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 la. Of course I hit a brain fart. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. So kill streak, right? Yes. Songs about video games. We have things planned, but I want to know, what if you could choose Ooh. three video games for, for, that we could cover in the future what would be your choices you pick just pick three okay let's see let's see so my first and my biggest suggestion is need for speed series you have okay. to do a song on need for speed i mean need for speed is a game that that basically a lot of people started liking metal out of because their early soundtrack is so like. I remember Static I mean, X being on there. I'm trying to yeah, remember. They had Bullet was. for My Valentine on that. Yes. They had Rise of Gains. They had this shit. Like they were, they were the stuff. Like the shit for metal, new metal yeah, yeah. community back in like 2005. So definitely that. I feel like the whole racing stuff could work really well with metal. Um, what else? Oh my god, <laughs> Minecraft. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that. Maybe it was you that said that. Somebody was like, "Yeah, you should do Minecraft." I'm like, I don't even know how I would start that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Minecraft is an interesting one. Um, maybe God of War. Actually, God of War is a big yeah. series that has a lot of those epic, dramatic, orchestral uh, compositions. So maybe, maybe that could be interesting to implement okay. like metal into. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of close to Halo, I would say, which you've done the song on. Right. It's it's we we're at the moment where we're balancing like doing games we love with doing games that are popular that some of us might not even have <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, so we have to do right exactly. So we have to do like research sometimes and figure out okay, like I don't so this probably <laughs> shock you. My vocalist never played Call of Duty ever. That's and fair. 
Yeah, so he did a bunch of he did a couple tours in in uh, Afghanistan, so it's good reason for not playing it. But he had to like research a bunch of stuff that like, cool. he didn't know, like what like no scope respawn, he didn't, like no yeah. terms. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, so he did that, and I think Halo he didn't play much either. So we're we're trying to like I said, we're trying to balance. But out of the three you mentioned, I will say one of them will be done in the next year. I'm not going to tell you which one, but okay. one of them. Okay. Okay. I'll maybe I'll my... tell you off. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll tell you off the, okay. uh, Sounds off good. the recording because <laughs> it's a cool video trope that we have for it. But Excited. Uh, yeah. So before we end the podcast, is there anything specifically you want to plug? I know, like you said, you have your EP out, you got hardcore words, all that. So is there anything specifically at this moment that you'd like to plug? I mean, yeah, go check out uh, Circle Wind, two singles out, uh, the rest of the EP dropping on December 1st. So would really appreciate any thoughts or comments or, or criticisms that any of any of you listening might have. Um, love reading and seeing that. So yeah, that's, yeah, do that. <laughs> Very good. Check out Circle Wind, check out Hardcore Channel. If you're listening to this, Go to uh, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you find your podcast. Type in all things music. That's where we're at. (laughs) Please rate us five stars, like, share, all the fun things. Uh, I don't know if we have anything. I usually give you a preview of what we have coming up, and I don't have anything on the books yet. Oh, I know for sure we will be interviewing Jake Hill uh, in early December, so that'll be exciting. That's the only thing I have on the books at the moment. (laughs) Other than that, thanks for listening, and as always, we're out.